welcome back to another Daily Walk. Well, today, as the title suggests, I want to look at the Declaration of Fiducia Supplicans, which just came out from the Catholic Church on December 18th. So this is one of those things where what the Pope says becomes normative for the Church. And uh, this is basically dealing with an upgrading of the policy. So I have a few thoughts about this. First and foremost, let's get the misinformation out of the way. This document is not a statement blessing same-sex marriage. People are saying that. I'm not a friend of the Catholic Church. You know that if you follow my stuff. But we are, we're not going to sit here and make stuff up. All right. The document actually goes through a lot to say, hey, we're not changing the sacrament of marriage. In fact, there's even a part in the document that specifically states when a blessing is conferred, it can in no way even have the appearance of being the sacrament of marriage. Remember, there are several sacraments one must do to be a Catholic. One of those is the sacrament of marriage. A single Catholic, a person who remains single outside of a priest, is not following the church. And that's one of the principles you have to keep in mind. While the New Testament, Paul specifically says, hey, it's better if you remain single for the cause of Christ. You see, there is some critical difference between the clear teachings of the scripture and the doctrines of the Catholic Church. This is why I do not even hold to the specific belief that Catholicism is in itself Christianity. There are saved people among it, but they are saved in spite of it, not because of it. But as the church becomes more and more hostile to the sound views of the Christian world, we have to, we have to say, look, your church is getting worse and worse and worse into the ways of the world. You need to leave this and go find somebody who believes in the Bible. Because the Bible is the ultimate authority. And no, contrary to what has been going on in my comment section on a previous video, no, the Bible cannot mean whatever you want. Uh, uh, 2 Peter chapter 1, last couple verses. Remember that no scripture uh, is a, or no prophecy is a matter of one's own interpretation, for no, inter uh, no prophecy was given by the divine will of man, but by the Holy Spirit. All right. And so I, I didn't get that verse perfectly, of course, but uh, didn't write it down to read it for you. So. All right, um, so in this guy here, it, we have the introduction, like the first 20 points, they pretty much all just clarify. The first 19 points all effectively clarify we're not changing the definition of marriage, but then they talk about what is a blessing. We have to understand this. In the Catholic Church, a blessing, it's kind of like in a Protestant church, would you pray for me? This is like, would you give me a blessing to me? There are a little bit different because there are still prayers in the Catholic Church, but the blessing is basically the you go into the priest or like, or you stumble upon a priest, you're, you're out at the grocery store and you wander upon a priest. You can say to the priest, could you bless me? And and the priest may have a brief conversation and then confer some blessing to you. And that is supposed to be effectively like the Old Testament and New Testament. You know, God, you know, blessed people who blessed Abraham. He cursed people who cursed Abraham. There's a lot of laying out. But then we have, I think it really goes off the rails around, I think it's point 21 here. So in order to help us understand the value of, of a more pastoral approach to blessing, Pope Francis urged us to contemplate with an attitude of faith and fatherly mercy 
the fact that one, quote, when one asks for blessing, one is expressing a petition for God's assistance, a plea to live better, and a confidence in a father who can help us live better. That's the end quote from Pope Francis. Point 21 continues. This request should in every way be valued, accompanied, and received with gratitude. People who come spontaneously to ask for a blessing show us by this request their sincere openness to transcendence, the confidence of their hearts that they do not trust in their own strength, uh, in their strength alone, their need for God and their desire to break out of the narrow confines of the world is enclosed in its limitations. In other words, if anybody comes up and asks for a blessing, it doesn't matter if they're living a life of sin. It doesn't matter how they're living. It doesn't matter the things they're doing. The priest is supposed to confer to them a blessing because they are sitting there and asking for it. So, you know, you're engaging in your life of sin and you go in and you ask for prayer. Well, I mean, if a homosexual walks into a church and asks the pastor for prayer, the pastor might glean some information, and upon finding he's a homosexual, a good pastor's not going to say, get out of here, you fag. <laughs> you know, he's not going to do that. That would be wrong. And uh, outside of going to Westboro Baptist, which is not a real church, you're not going to have that type of reception. But what the pastor should do, and what this document completely does not do, the pastor should Point to the scriptures that say the lifestyle you're living is sin. And when you regard sin in your heart, God will not hear you. And so we can pray for you. But until you address the sin that is inside of your heart, then it's very possible that anything that I do, any prayer I do, anything I do in this case may not work for you. Not to say work for you, bad choice of words. It sounds like we're going to do this and God's going to do this for you because he has to. The governing laws, you are a God. That is the word faith teaching, of course, um, not found in scripture. But if a person really wants to, really wants God to, um, uh, really wants God to uh, be with them to answer their prayer, they have to start addressing the sin in their life. So when you come to God seeking prayer and you're harboring sin, the first thing we need to do is we need to say, hey, let's talk about the sin. Let's move the sin out. Let's move you towards this direction. The problem we have with this document in the Catholic Church is it says that same-sex couples and irregular couples is what it terms throughout the document there is no issue with these people at all. However, they're not blessing a same-sex marriage, but they are saying, we can bless you. If you're one they use specifically, if you encounter them on the way, if you encounter them at a pilgrimage, um, you know, and they ask for a blessing, you need to give them a blessing, not be concerned about the circumstance and the situation that they are in. So effectively, what the Catholic Church is doing here is it is not saying we're going to affirm same-sex marriage. Very clear in the document, they say it several times very clearly, we are not changing our position on the stance of marriage, and part of the doctrines of the Catholic Church is to become married and to multiply. It is a an element of their church that one must become married, one must populate the earth, and the bearing of children is dictated by their doctrines. So that is what the Catholic teaching is. And because of this, 
they're not changing any of that. But what they are doing is in the past, if a same-sex couple encountered a priest on some, I'm not sure whether they'd be on a pilgrimage, uh, but if they're uh, a same-sex couple and they're encountering a priest, the priest in times past would have the freedom to say, eh, I don't know about this whole same-sex couple thing. But in this document here, the Catholic Church now says, yes, you cannot deny them the blessing if they ask for it. And by getting this blessing, you will hopefully bring them closer to God. The problem I think we have is that, again, without bringing them to the scriptures and pointing to the sin in their life, I don't think we're going to have a circumstance where it's a, a serious help in that respect, if that makes sense. So uh, I did read the whole document, and uh, I'll go ahead and include the document. You can read the whole thing down down in the bottom. It's, it's It'll take you maybe 10, 15 minutes to read. 45 points in it total. Um, but yeah, it, it is absolutely problematic. And, and this is, I think, my last wrap-up point here uh, that I had in my notes. The big problem you have with the Catholic Church is you cannot, you cannot look at this and go, well, I disagree with that. To do that, you are disobeying the authority of your church. You are now outside the will of your church, the teaching of your church, and the counsel of your church. Because it is your duty to follow the doctrines and the practices of your church. This is why I'm more cautious about joining a church. There are certainly some, a few non-essential things that, that I will overlook in some respects. But I'm not going to sit down and be like, hey, I'm going to sit under the authority of a church that's going to bless same-sex couples. Because the scripture vehemently denies such a thing as biblical. And so because of that, the big challenge we have is the Catholic Church moves further and further and further away from the scriptures. And I implore you as a Catholic, go find a place that teaches the Bible for what the Bible is, not teaching the traditions of men. And that is exactly what the Catholic Church does. So, but to clear up the misinformation, no, they're not blessing same-sex marriage, but, or no, excuse me, that, yeah, they are not blessing same-sex marriage. They are allowing the blessing of a same-sex couple in a circumstance that does not appear on its surface to be a marriage. Is that a little bit of the parsing the words? A little bit, probably, but at least they are still affirming that marriage is between a man and a woman, although they're active duty of a priest can deny such a sentiment. That is my thoughts. Let me know your thoughts about this in the comments down below. I have included this in the description of the video, so please read it so you understand it a little bit better yourself. Thank you for watching, and I hope that you enjoy your daily walk in our Lord. Thank you for tuning in. Our Walk in Christ podcast is a listener-supported presentation. For more information about how you can help, check out ourwalkinchrist.com forward slash support, or our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Tom M. That's T-O-M-M. Digital and paperback books are available on several online bookstores or at our website. Once again, the website is ourwalkinchrist.com.